Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. We're very excited about all the fun things happening in northern Nevada. Not only springtime, wintertime skiing, but summertime too. Lots of things happening right now in mid-July 2020, 2018, 2019. Where are we? 2019. <laughs> in mid-July 2019, we're in the midst of Art Town. And that means there's just a ton of entertainment going on. really starts in the morning and goes almost all day through the evening for the full month of July and a little bit of a little bit of August left over at the end of the day. Today we're going to be talking about some of the things happening in northern Nevada. The Bluegrass Association is with us, the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association. Rick Sparks is with us and Eric Lovejoy. We're going to be talking about some of the events going on. Big event coming up, in fact, next month at Bowers Mansion. You're going to have to put that on your calendar. We're going to talk about when, where, and what the details are, along with a look at the Northern Nevada stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, finding out what it takes to get into a home nowadays, what the median home price is, and more. That and other topics after this quick message. International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Peanut the Piddler, line one. Oh, I get so excited every time that darn doorbell rings. I piddle on the carpet. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I love Pet Talk Radio. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Great day to tune in to our show today. You know, I was talking with a realtor yesterday about a deal that a friend of his was working on. Well, his friend wasn't real new in the real estate business and just could not get a deal sold because, well, she just didn't know about the country and western part of northern Nevada. You know, the cowboys, the rodeos. And we have a client that was looking to sell close to 800 acres and a ranch. That's not for everybody. You've got to find the right buyer. You've got to find the right realtor. If you're selling horse property, a ranch, anything that's in the specialized area, I recommend you talk to Dan Ryder. Dan is an outstanding broker, owner, and realtor at Nevada Home Connections. Visit his website, relocatingtoreno.com. You're going to see some outstanding videos and learn all about the benefits of dealing with a top real estate professional in northern Nevada. Visit Dan Ryder's Nevada Home Connections and his website, relocatingtoreno.com. With me in the studio today, two gents talking about a big event coming up in northern Nevada. It is the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association with us today. First of all, we have Eric Lovejoy. Eric, welcome to our show. Thank you, Peter. appreciate the opportunity to spread the gospel of bluegrass via the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association. That's a good way to put it, you know, a gospel of bluegrass because... There's so much passion in the world of bluegrass music. There is. Uh, it, it's an, uh, an approachable form of music. Um, you don't have to have formal music training. Most people learn to play by ear, and you play with friends and jam sessions, and uh, you just, just it's supposed to be fun, and it is. And it's a social. There's a social, yeah. big social very, element in the very, bluegrass. Very, very, very much, yes. Also joining us today is Rick Sparks, and Rick, you're the president of the association. I am. It's good to be here with you. It's always nice to visit with the president. <laughs> Welcome to our studio. Love the bluegrass music. Art Town is a huge time of the year for the whole community, but for the music community, even bigger, isn't it? Very much so. I've been so impressed well over the past few years how Art Town's grown mm -hmm. from you know starting out like a weekend type thing to 
to fill up an entire month mm -hmm. full of events and music. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a great, a great event. Yes, Eric uh, used to be when I first moved to Arizona, uh, from Arizona to Nevada. I came here in 2000, and our town was already rolling, but it was still somewhat in its infancy then. And it was at that time, at least by me and many of us, perceived that everything happens downtown. All of our town is downtown, but it really does expand beyond the downtown region, doesn't it? Yeah, they have uh, several events at the Bartley. Uh, uh, ranch, ranch Park, yeah. Regional mm -hmm. Park down uh, by Windy Hill, south right. of Reno. Right. And then there are venues around. Rick's band is playing yeah, this Saturday, this the Saturday. 13th, uh, at the First Congregational Church, mm -hmm. which is a church that's kind of adopted us as a bluegrass association. Uh, we've helped them donate money to them for helping put a roof on their on their activities building mm -hmm. uh, at one time. And they uh, they let us have our jam sessions uh, at the church. And mm -hmm. so, uh, my band Ricochet is playing at seven o'clock on Saturday night, the 13th. I like the name Rick Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, so it, it, uh, was a, it was a rebound band. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got your name so, worked in there too, without, you know, being too, too, uh, in your face. Uh, five piece band. I see it's a, I'm looking at the website right now. It's at the First Congregational Church of Reno. It's an evening of bluegrass music, Saturday, July 13th, 7 to 9 p.m., 627 Sunnyside Drive. And the event is free. You're just asking for donations. Yeah, and the and, donations go to the church to help them uh, uh -huh. do their improvements that they need uh, for the church. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, so your band Ricochet is going to be playing at this. Is that is your band part of the Art Town experience then in this? Exactly. This they came to us actually. Uh, First Congregational Church came to us and said we'd like to do a couple of uh, of events. So we said that would be great. We'd love to do it, especially if it's at the church itself. Mm -hmm. Art Town does other events outside of the just the July thing. So mm -hmm. we have a couple of our bands, uh, Ricochet and our other, one of our other bands, Sage Creek, is doing another show at the Congregational Church in September mm -hmm. uh, as part of Art Town. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was uh, we were pleased to do it since uh, we have such a good relationship with the church. Yes. Uh, events that go on throughout the area include Bartley Ranch Regional Park, which is like you mentioned up on Windy Hill. That's a beautiful venue that's up there. And I know I've been there to a couple of events in the past. Acoustics are really amazing for well, the kind of setup. That the, the ones, the one that's happening this um, this coming Wednesday tonight and next week is another NBA band that's playing there. Is out on the grass behind the interpretive center. Mm -hmm. It's not in the big auditorium. <clears throat> the big auditorium is reserved for. Uh, Bands big name, that, big bands name get paid paid big bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, later on in this season, the, uh, the steel drivers, steel drivers are going to yeah. be at Bartley's Amphitheater. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a big show there. I'm talking with our representatives from the Nevada Bluegrass Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association. Rick Sparks is with me. He's the president of the association. Also with us today is Eric Lovejoy. And Eric, tell us what you do at the Bluegrass Association. Um, my official title is membership coordinator, but uh, I do a whole lot more. I write uh, weekly outreach emails to our membership, mm -hmm. uh, telling people what's going on. Mm -hmm. Several years ago, I sort of figured that I didn't know what was going on all the time, so I decided I was going to write it down, and I figured if I didn't know, then probably a lot of people didn't know. So mm -hmm. every Sunday night, I send out a an email to our 250 members saying what's going on for the next week and mm -hmm. a little bit farther down the road from that. So I get band inputs from all the NNBA bands mm -hmm. and then the other events that are going on mm -hmm. and spread the word. We'll make, make a comment about we have a seven-member board and uh, it's kind of gotten to the point now where everybody jumps in and does whatever needs to be done, you know, mm -hmm. even though each person has a specific job, we all kind of jump in together and do what needs to be done at any given time. Well, that's what it takes in any team sport, right? And music is certainly no different for the most part. Music is very much a team sport, yeah. for sure. I don't know a lot of solo jazz, solo blues uh, artists. Are there solo, many solo blues artists that you can think of? Bluegrass solos are pretty rare. Uh, you, the, the, the genre of bluegrass almost requires 
a minimum of four players mm -hmm. just because of the the standard instrumentation that everybody yeah. expects. Uh, Which fiddle, would be banjo, your guitar, banjo, guitar, and mandolin, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. When Bill Monroe uh, started uh, the Bluegrass Boys back in the 30s, mm -hmm. uh, he and his brother Charlie specifically uh, didn't even have a banjo with them at that time. And uh, it was primarily uh, his songs that he wrote, mm -hmm. he and his brother Charlie, mm -hmm. and uh, it just kind of evolved over a period of time. Uh, mm -hmm. One time, I think, String Bean was playing clawhammer banjo with them for a while, and then it wasn't until 1945 that Earl Scruggs and Lester Flatt joined the band, mm -hmm. and uh, everything changed at that point in time. The when banjo is, became yeah. a major part of uh, bluegrass music because nobody had ever heard the banjo played like Earl Scruggs played it. Oh yeah. So I believe Earl Scruggs played the banjo in the opening of the Beverly Hillbillies. He did. And then I believe that was also in Cat Ballou. There was a there was a banjo in Cat Ballou. Yeah, you're I, right. I, I I thought it was a little bit. Yeah, I, the banjo. Uh, I absolutely love that instrument. I have to tell you that the reason I think I love the banjo more than any other in, in, instrument is because when I was a little boy, one of our favorite shows on television was the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm. And when his brother Jerry Van Dyke would come on the show with his banjo, it was amazing the kinds of sounds that he could play on his banjo. Well, the kind of banjo that Jerry played on that show was a, a tenor banjo, a four-string banjo, mm -hmm. which was indigenous of back in the turn of the century, turn of the previous century. And so uh, it was very popular at that point in time. But the five-string banjo didn't develop until, until the late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. And so the type of banjo that we're talking about that Earl Scruggs played, which is a three-finger style picking patterns, mm -hmm. uh, didn't really evolve until the mid-40s when, when everybody perked up their ears when they first heard Earl play. So was Earl playing a five-string or a four-string? Yeah, five-string. He was playing yeah. a five-string. No wonder he had such good sound. He had an extra string. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those guys. Well, actually, the, there was a, a, a predecessor player, Charlie Poole, who sort of transitioned from the four-string banjo. He was playing five-string banjo, mm -hmm. and he started the, the, the concept of the three-finger picking that Earl Scruggs then took to the the uh, the ultimate the next level. banjo playing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, lots of fun, lots of great things to talk about. When we're talking about music in northern Nevada, we're talking about the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association. There are events coming up this summer. When we come back, I want to talk about the big event coming up at Bowers Mansion this summer. That's one of my favorite places to go visit, a beautiful area, and it's going to be loaded with bluegrass music. We'll talk about that and more after this quick message. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, party animal, line one. My owner's mad because he spilled guacamole. He's going to be madder when he finds out it was me. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I chihuahua. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Great day to tune into our show today. We're happy to be helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. We're in our 14th year of weekly broadcasts, and I bet we've helped thousands of people save money or make great decisions when it comes time to buying or selling real estate. A lot of people have challenges pulling the trigger, and it's because they just don't have the confidence to make sure they're making the right decisions. Uh, we all remember the mortgage meltdown and the housing crisis when things were just tumbling, tumbling in northern Nevada. Right now, it's the other end of the spectrum. It could change at any time. We encourage people to always take good care of their homes because you know, value goes up. At some point, you're going to need to either upsize or downsize. That means you've got to sell your home. You always want to present your home in the best way possible to prospective buyers, families, and friends. I recommend you talk to the good folks at CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Residential, commercial, tile, grout, carpet, upholstery cleaning. 
CJ's recommended carpet care. These guys are the best. Many people have pets in their homes nowadays. They're pet stain specialists. Ask CJ's why they can do a job like no one else in northern Nevada. And when they're done, your pets absolutely love them. Visit cjscarpetcare.com to get all the details and tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, we are talking about fun things happening in northern Nevada. If you're a homeowner, the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association is represented in our studios today. Eric Lovejoy is with us, and Eric is the membership coordinator at the association. Also with us is our good friend, Rick Sparks, and Rick is the president of the Reno, of the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association. Are there other bluegrass associations close by? Well, one of the major ones is the California Bluegrass Association, mm -hmm. um, and they have a huge festival uh, over in Grass Valley every Father's Day, so mm -hmm. it was about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, probably the two, ironically, the two largest bluegrass associations in the country are the Colorado Bluegrass Association and the California Bluegrass Association. And uh, we actually have a Southern Nevada Bluegrass Society Mm -hmm. down in the Las Vegas area mm -hmm. here uh, mm -hmm. in Nevada. So, um, And I was just checking, since I'm going to Montana in a couple of weeks, I was checking up there to see, and they have two or three small uh, organizations up there. Mm -hmm. So each state, you know, has its uh, its share. In fact, there are, I think there are three or four different organizations in California, mm -hmm. um, different, different, different organizations in different parts of the state. Music is it permeates all of our societies, and it's so important to uh, our well-being, our relaxation, our enjoyment of life. Uh, let our listeners know a little bit about how bluegrass started. What are the roots of the bluegrass music? Well, bluegrass really is uh, the second indigenous American music form of the 20th century. First one being jazz, but bluegrass drew its roots from every type of populist music that occurred in the previous couple hundred years. Uh, there's blues, obviously, uh, the jazz, uh, there's a lot of swing involved in it, mm -hmm. uh, the, the gospel stuff from the, the, the religion of the Appalachia, uh, but the whole genesis of it was primarily the Celtic um, input in the Appalachian mm. area, from the Scotch-Irish mm -hmm. fiddle tunes, um, but it's it is a sort of a homegrown uh, type of music. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to have formal training. Most of the most of the great bluegrass players did not have formal training. An awful lot of them didn't even read music, but they had great ears mm -hmm. and they learned how to play well with others. You know, I never thought about where bluegrass came from until you were just mentioning a little bit about the Celtic background. And I have been to Ireland a couple of times, and I recently saw a duo from Ireland and Scotland perform, and they were playing mandolins, banjos, guitars, many of the same things that are involved in the bluegrass world. So now I, I, I can kind of see it coming it, together. It's a, it's a funny thing. The, the, the seed of a lot of the bluegrass world came from the, the, the British Isles. Uh, but they have a huge following now of, honest to God, American bluegrass, mm -hmm. and a lot of the bands from the United States tour, a uh, huge following in Ireland and Scotland for a couple yeah. bands that we know, mm. and in, in Germany and Sweden. Uh, if you go on YouTube and yeah. Google up bluegrass, you will find bluegrass bands in Japan, in China, in Korea, yeah. uh, Russia, and it's all over the world. It is, mm. it's, it's spread big time. It's, it's so interesting how much variety of music we have available to us and many times we're not really sure what we're listening to because there's a lot of crossover music Absolutely. in the world nowadays but bluegrass uh, has some deep roots and uh, Scottish and Irish fiddle tunes mm -hmm. have become a huge part of bluegrass music oh yeah well I read Sherry uh, Hill my fiance and I recently traveled to beautiful Yarrington Nevada for the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and they have a venue there the Jeannie Deeney Center that puts great on some place great shows. to play we saw a couple of gents there, from one from Ireland, one from Scotland. The name of the, their group is Men of Worth. And it was an incredible Celtic experience. And uh, now that you mention it, a lot of the same sounds were 
in the bluegrass world that I've heard. It's now delightful to know that I've got that little bit of education. I hope our listeners are picking up on this as well. Bluegrass and Celtic kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So I bet around St. Patty's Day you hear a lot of bluegrass music. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife's band played for four hours down in Carson City at a gig down there for uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. So it, it's, it's worth noting to our listeners that it was just a few weeks ago we had a great group that came to visit us at the studio. The name is the Sierra Sweethearts. It was the most delightful day uh, that we had in a long time when they came in and they performed for us. And your wife is one of the musicians. Yes. And what is her name? Christelle. So Christelle is the player. She plays the stand-up bass, right? Correct. And boy, she can really maneuver that that big instrument. She I dances think wives, with it. I think wives uh, become uh, stand-up basses for their husbands because my wife is the bass player in our group. Same thing. Ricochet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you guys are about as tall as a couple of bass, <laughs> so they probably feel like they're still with you, right? When they grab that bass by the neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to remember to tell yeah. <laughs> The event we're talking about that's coming up, it's pretty big. It's coming up at Bowers Mansion. I love Bowers Mansion. It's in Washoe Valley. So as you're heading to Carson City from Reno or to Reno from Carson City, it's on the west side of 395, right in the valley there. And it is quite the historic building. Huge park, beautiful uh, venue. And that's where it's all happening when we're talking about the next big event that's coming up. Tell us about the Bowers Mansion Bluegrass Festival event. Well, what, so we're in our 34th year? 30, 35th 35th. annual. Yeah. Wow. It was started by a fellow down in Carson City in 1976, a guy by the name of Chris Bear, and he decided that he needed to have a festival to go along with the Bluegrass Association, and a couple of years after they started this festival, and it's been going on ever since then. Mm -hmm. And they, they decided to do it at Bowers because of the historical association of Sandy Bowers and his wife who built this mansion and banjo music primarily uh, from the late 1800s, from the late 19th century, uh, which Chris was a big fan. Mm -hmm. And so he started the whole thing and it's kept on going. And uh, we tr try to keep the tradition going. This yeah. year is going to be a great one. We've got... Edgar Loudermilk and Kathy Callick and Wayne Taylor and Appaloosa are our headliners. Front Porch, Sierra Sweethearts, and Rick, Rick's Westwind are going to be playing. Mm -hmm. In addition, we have a band called The Notables, which is a music therapy group. Right. And they are a crowd pleaser. They come on and do a great job every year. Mm -hmm. And then we have been showcasing young performers, which Bluegrass needs input and so we've got some young performers we've got a couple of fiddle players coming up this year that are going to be playing fiddles oh very nice so it'll be a it'll be a good show and that's all on saturday august 17th what's uh, a good time to show up if you want to get your picnic set up make sure you're all in good shape the the event starts at nine o'clock and runs through about six we have to be out of there it's a one-day mm -hmm. thing so if you want to get there at 8 o'clock, we'll be ready to take people in. Very um, nice, yeah. So that we'll have food vendors, uh, merchandise vendors, uh, various things, clothing. Uh, Rick mentioned uh, honey. One of our vendors is a, is a beekeeper mm -hmm. in the Reno area, and he sells his honey at the, at the festival there. Great stuff. Um, what kind of honey is that called? What's his it's name? Harmony Honey. Harmony Honey. A guy honey. by the name of Ray yeah. Hopper, yeah. and he, uh, he's a, he was a uh, former board member, mm -hmm. bluegrass uh, member. Well, this is a great family event. I mean, the, the, the location is great because there's trees all over the place, so you can. It's not hard to find. Keep yourself out of the sun. It's a little uh, way. It's it's a nice way to get out of town without going too far out of town. Exactly. It's so yeah. conveniently and, uh, located. Their, their kids are welcome. Uh, it's a very family-oriented event, mm -hmm. and so uh, we welcome everybody. To bring their whole family up. We uh, we love to see groups of family groups come out there. It's one of the fun things about living in northern Nevada. You know, people talk about the home values and the reasons people want to move to Nevada. And, and there's a lot of reasons for it. But the activities and the entertainment opportunities in northern Nevada are really incredible. Um, it is a, a chance to get, you get intimate entertainment, right? Because you're not dealing with thousands and thousands of people at any of our venues because northern Nevada doesn't have that many people. So when we get 
in entertainment here, we get opportunities to go to events. Uh, it's a lot more personal. It's a lot more one-on-one -on -one attention. And that is what I love about Northern Nevada. And that's why I encourage people, if you want to stay in Northern Nevada, you better buy real estate because more and more people are discovering what a great place we have here when it comes to housing, when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to beautiful scenery. It's all here. And you're going to be able to see a lot of that, a lot of the benefit at the 2019 Northern Nevada Bluegrass Festival happening at Bowers Mansion, August 16th and 17th. And I'm going to encourage our listeners, if they want more information, to go to your website. Let us know what that is. NNBA.org. NNBA.org to get information. Make sure you go to org and not com or you'll hit a nursing organization. <laughs> and make sure it's NNBA, otherwise you'll just go to the Basketball Association. Yeah, well, you know, I don't, double dribbler. Uh, make it easy, too. I will put all of your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. That will make it easy for people to find you, and Ian will take care of that. And gentlemen, when we come back, I promise, we want to talk about those numbers on values from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. And I want to talk about another big event that's coming up right around the corner in February of 2020. We'll be back after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. The best thing you can do for your business, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. I'm so glad that uh, I'm here because I was on the Black Rock Desert over the 4th of July. And you talk about hot. I think it's the hottest place in northern Nevada because there are no trees. There's no water. And that sun just beats down on you all day long. So why was I out there? I absolutely love solitude. Sometimes I just need to be alone. And at night, the stars, they shine like you would not believe. So how do you survive on that desert with no trees, no water? I use something that, well, most people don't know about, not when it comes to being on the playa. I'm talking about SunTech solar screens. SunTech solar screens, we've had them on the show before. These screens are fantastic. For your home, if you have windows that face the south and you need to block that sun, it blocks up to 90% of the heat coming into your doors, into your windows, and into your home. And so we took this out to the playa, and it is absolutely a lifesaver. We put this over our camping equipment, over our tent, and over our camper, and man, it was nice and cool. It probably dropped it by 20 degrees in there. Still hot, but I'm telling you what, we kept comfortable until the afternoon, twilight, and evening. That's how you make it on the Black Rock Desert. Four days without air conditioning, heat, you stay cool with SunTech solar screens. Want to find out how you can keep your home cool the same way? Give them a call, 775-352-9396, or visit solarscreensofreno.com and tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, we're talking about the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association with our in-studio guests. Rick Sparks is with us. He's the president of the association. But also with us today is Eric Lovejoy. Eric is a membership coordinator, I mean, yeah, director. It's, it's like herding cats. You, yeah. you don't really direct them. You coordinate them. Yeah, boy, cats. So how's it going with membership? How's it looking? Do you have enough people? Uh, as you're always looking for new members, I'm sure. We are. We are. Uh, it's been a fairly static number, I think. Uh, certainly since I joined, we've had in the neighborhood of 200 to 250. We're around mm -hmm. 240 right now. Yeah. I know a good way to increase your membership, Eric. 
We need more people to buy homes in northern Nevada. <laughs> As people come to northern Nevada and buy homes, they're more likely candidates to be members of the Bluegrass Association. So let's talk a little bit about real estate in northern Nevada. So I want to let our listeners know and I'll let our studio guests know, I moved to northern Nevada in 2000. I moved here from Arizona. And the median home price at that time was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 225, maybe 240 thousand dollars, and um, then it continued to go up and up and up, close approaching 300 thousand, a little bit more, and then suddenly, boom! In 2012, the median home price dropped to 150 thousand dollars. I was a mortgage lender at the time. You know what most people were saying to me? They were saying, "Peter, I'm going to wait till the prices go down even more." I'm going to wait even more. And they waited and waited. And you know what? They're still waiting because the median home price in northern Nevada for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, $420,000. Can you imagine that? $420,000 for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, stick-built dwelling in northern Nevada. If you narrow that down just to the to the Reno area, well, uh, it's it's actually that that was the, the number four hundred twenty. If you're looking at northern Nevada, that would be Reno, Sparks, basically Washoe County. You're at three hundred and ninety thousand. So Reno has just a little bit of a premium. If you go uh, into the uh, Fernley area, though, boom, 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 a big difference. Not four hundred twenty thousand dollars, but rather two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. That's a big difference in money for driving half an hour. I know that because I was just in Fernley, and it was a pretty quick drive coming back from the playa. Uh, let me ask our in-studio guests a little bit about their knowledge of the real estate community. Let's first of all talk to Rick Sparks. Rick, when did you move to northern Nevada? I moved here in 1985 85. from Dallas, Texas. Okay. So, so how, did, how did you find the real estate market at the time? Did you find that it was an affordable place compared to Dallas, or did you have to struggle a little bit to make it, or was it about the same? No, it was about the same when I moved here. Uh -huh. uh, but Texas has generally been uh, very, fairly on the inexpensive side yeah. as far as homes are concerned, compared to, to places in the West. They're bigger than most countries over there. They've got so much <laughs> land. Gosh. And it's still that way today. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, when I talk to family and friends that who still live in the Dallas area, for instance, uh, it's, it's, it's fairly economical to buy a home there compared mm -hmm. to out west here. Yeah, if you were to move, uh, be moving from Dallas now into Reno. Yeah, it would be totally more expensive. Totally more expensive. Yes. Do you think it might even prevent you from coming here or maybe you think about other areas? I don't know. Uh, I think uh, it, de it just depends on what your lifestyle is like and what, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of, whether you're, you're in a business of your own or whether you're you know, what you're looking for job-wise. I think you'd still be here because of the Bluegrass Association. <laughs> let me ask Rick, I'm sorry, let me ask Eric Lovejoy about when you came to Northern Nevada. Well, we moved here in, in 1954. Uh, there was space between Reno and Sparks. Talk about real estate. Uh, that was country between? There was country between <laughs> Reno and Sparks. Uh, a little town called Vista out there. Um, which had a little airport. My dad was a pilot. He flew his airplane out of Vista and out of the Reno airport at that point. Mm -hmm. And uh, Carson City was 15,000 people maybe, and it was a ton of space between Reno and Carson City. It was a, it was a cool place to grow up. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. Watching it grow up over the last 65 years has been a, a, a huge, huge shift. Sure. Did you move to the city of Reno, or did you live out in the outlying areas? We, we lived originally by the airport, because my dad was a pilot for mm -hmm. the Atomic Energy Commission. Mm -hmm. um, but then shortly thereafter, we moved out south of town, which is now subsumed by Arrow Creek area. But right. we, we, had, we have four acres out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, so you've got some real good history in northern Nevada. And, you know, I've always found, too, that the people in northern Nevada are really friendly. Uh, when I moved to Arizona, it was not like that. I moved, I'm a Colorado native, and I moved to Arizona, and the people were not friendly there at all, to anybody. And uh, to themselves, to their families, to customers, to clients, it, just, it was just a brashness there. I just didn't quite understand. Well, I figured it out after a while. It's because most of the cities in Arizona, they double in size in the winter. 
uh, when snowbirds <laughs> come down. How very demanding the snowbirds are, I found out. And so if you're not a local, they think everybody's a snowbird. And Well, anyway, long story short, coming to Reno, it was like, everybody's nice, everybody's friendly, and so far they haven't kicked me out of here, so I like it. <laughs> We're talking about the Bluegrass Association and their big event coming up this summer, uh, along with a lot of other events uh, that happen in Northern Nevada. It's what attracts people here. Not only do they, they see the, uh, the beautiful scenery and the uh, outdoor activities, but all the great entertainment venues that are available and things to do, interesting things. One of the things I want to talk about, you were mentioning that one of your former board members is a beekeeper. I am a beekeeper as well. I'm a member of the... Uh, Mason Valley Beekeepers Association, and we help and put on the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up in February of 2020, and it is a two-day conference, and it is going to be fantastic. It's coming up February 21st and 22nd, and it's in the beautiful city of Yarrington, Nevada. Some of the best music I've heard is right there in Yarrington, Nevada. I was talking about the Genie Dini Center with our guests during the break. Eric, you know about the Genie Dini Center. We do. My wife's band has played there several times. It's a great venue. It's the old school building mm -hmm. that was saved by Genie Dini, who was the wife of Joe Dini, who was the state senator from Yarrington for maybe for a thousand years. I'm uh, not uh, sure. I was going to say ever, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. It was like a thousand. Um, and, mm -hmm. and her pride of community mm -hmm. kept this great old masonry building uh, from getting demolished. They did a seismic retrofit. Uh, it's got a four or five hundred seat auditorium. It's a great place. The acoustics are awesome. Mm -hmm. a marvelous place to play. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, my, my wife's band is actually going to be there a couple times this year. Um, I would love to so. see the Sierra Sweethearts play there. I have seen a number of, of um, performers on that stage. You're right. The acoustics are incredible. It's like going to an old old-time theater uh, and they've got a, just a, a great projection system and great audio system. In the Genie Diener Center you've also got a speakeasy restaurant in there mm -hmm. that serves some great food, great cocktails, and of course the museum that they have there. I love going back and looking at the pictures of the third grade kids from 1902. They are <laughs> so cute. They really are so cute. It's so fun to see how things were a century ago. It's really an amazing thing to do. It's all kind of uh, part of what you do in the music world because bluegrass goes back a long way. It's not something that is relatively new to our era. Been around a long time. Probably one of the first bluegrass uh, instruments I heard, of course, was the banjo that we mentioned earlier. But I remember when you talked earlier on the show about hee-haw. And Roy Clark would play that banjo like... You've never seen anybody play that banjo before. It was an amazing thing. Was he playing bluegrass music for the most part, or was it country like hee-haw was kind of country? I think uh, a Ray, combination. Could play, Ray could play anything. Mm -hmm. I watched him play archtop guitars with a bottle, slide guitar on, on an archtop, and it made it sound like a whole different instrument. Yeah. He was an amazing, funny guy, but an amazing musician as well. Yeah. I had a chance to meet Roy Clark, um, and I had a chance to meet with Buck Owens in Arizona when I was living there, and that was a lot of fun. It was really fun. I visited with him on separate occasions, but uh, both of them, uh, I could just imagine how much fun it was to produce that show, to play that music, and uh, bluegrass is one of those music, that, you know, whenever I see people playing bluegrass music, they're smiling. They're having, they're having fun, and the people are having fun that are listening. Some music is a little bit depressing, you know? Some types of music is not of that uplifting spirit. But how can you listen to a bluegrass and have the blues? Oh. <laughs> we, we, the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association has a, an outreach band called the Monday Night Volunteers. Mm -hmm. And for well over 25 years, maybe close to 30 years, they have been going out and playing every Monday night. Mm -hmm at various retirement homes, rest homes mm -hmm. around the Reno, Carson, Sparks areas. Uh -huh. And uh, what you mentioned smiling. Uh, I was chatting with a couple of our audience members this past Monday. They said, we love having you guys here. You make us so happy. 
And they said, well, we're happy to be here. And they said, well, we're happier than you oh, are. There you go. <laughs> Up your one happiness. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we have a grand time playing for these. And it's so much fun to watch these people bring, bring themselves back to life, oh, yeah. to hear the music. Peter mentioned about how basic it is to the human nature. And it shows. We can play some really, I hate to say this, really crappy sometimes music. And the people there love us because they hear what they want to hear. So we bring, bring, bring them back to life a lot. Well, you're a professional. When you miss a note, you know it. When uh, the dancers, the audience, the partiers, they don't listen to that one note they, you miss. They, they hear, hear, what, the whole they hear thing. what they want to hear, and they're oh. having a great time doing it. No, we're talking about the 2019 Bowers Mansion Bluegrass Festival happening August 16, 17, 2019. It's coming up fast. Get all the information at nnba.org, and we'll also put that contact information. I have, on our to, I have put a put a word out there for the northern uh, for the Nevada. Arts Council and the National Endowment for the Arts talk about su support of music in Nevada. That organization, uh, the Nevada Arts Council, uh, recently awarded us um, a grant that we applied for to help fund the, the Bluegrass Association. So they are well sponsored in our program and from our stage area. Very good. These grants, by the way, uh, have gone back several years we we've done this uh, when I became president one of the things that I thought would would really help our festival was to expand it to more national groups instead of just local bands mm -hmm. or just northern Nevada northern California bands mm -hmm. so one of the things that helped us do that was these grants from the Arts Council mm -hmm. uh, in order to bring in people of national name. I think the first year we did this was Michael Martin Murphy. Oh, I've uh, seen him in concert. And Fantastic. then we had uh, Peter Peter Rowan was here as a headliner one time. And so we've been able to, because of this money that we get from them, we've been able to expand and, and go out and get people uh, with national fame to their name. You're getting some good things going on in Northern Nevada. And I love the bluegrass music. We're going to be talking about more things happening in Northern Nevada, and give you a final update on some of the other performances that might be taking place later in the year. We also want to help our listeners if they're struggling to find a way to get that first home, becoming their first time home buyer. After this message, I'm going to give you some tips on how you might be able to accomplish that. We'll be back after this. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening 3529396. SunTech Solar Screening. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear Country Dog Line 2. Hey bear, dirt too. It's all over the carpet. What do I do? best carpet cleaning company in town. Residential, commercial, tile, grout, carpet, upholstery cleaning. Call 829-1551. I'm calling CJ's now. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Great day to tune into our show today. We're having fun talking about all the good things going on in Northern Nevada. But I want to make sure I help people who are struggling, and there are people struggling, to find a way to purchase a home. With the median home price in the 400000 and plus area in the Reno Sparks, I mean, that's major money. You're talking about a half a mil. And most first-time home buyers can't pull that one off. I want to tell you this. When you hear about the median home price being in the range of $400,000, that doesn't mean you have to look for a home in the $400,000 price range. That means that half of those homes that sold in the area sold for more and half sold for less. So focus on the ones that sold for less. First of all, I'm seeing some deals in Reno that are going for $290,000, $313,000, and so forth. Substantially less than the median home price. So please know that you can find a home at a lower price point than what is the published and recorded median home price. Second of all, there are other ways besides buying a house to get a home. I'm talking about a condominium. Condominiums are priced substantially less than a standing stick-built home in northern Nevada. In fact, if you looked at where we are with 
condominiums in northern Nevada, specifically Reno Sparks. The median home price there is $229,000. Now you're getting to the range where you're looking at half of what the median home price for a house is. That's the price of a condo. Now, granted, you're going to have homeowners association dues, possibly HOA dues on top of that. But when you factor it all in, uh, it's very likely that you can afford to get a really nice condo, even though you can't afford to get the home you want. And remember, the key is to get started so you get momentum. So consider the condominium as a way to get started. Here's another tip. Some people say they just can't pull it off with their income. They just don't have enough income. Well, guess what? A lot of people are teaming up with a friend, a family member, a spouse, anybody. You can put two people on a mortgage. Now you suddenly have two incomes, two people working. And yes, you're only going to own half the house, but half the house is better than no house. Find a way to get a partner so two income people can earn enough to make that mortgage payment. And the good news is if the market continues the way it's going, and it always does in the long run, home's going to be worth more than you paid for it at some point. You're actually building equity instead of throwing the money away on rent. You know, when you're renting a home, you're actually paying a mortgage, somebody else's mortgage. Why not pay your own? All right, I'm going to give you one more tip. If you're struggling to become a first-time home buyer and you want to get in the game, think about some areas outside of Reno and Sparks. I know you live in Reno Sparks now. I know you like Reno and Sparks. I know you work in Reno and Sparks. But right now, maybe you can't afford to live in Reno and Sparks. You might well, though, be able to afford to live in Fernley, in Yarrington, maybe in Gardnerville or Dayton, or some of the other rural communities that are relatively close, close to northern Nevada, Reno and Sparks. Look at the price point there. By comparison to Reno Sparks, well, there really isn't much of a difference. Because when you go to Fernley, your median home price there is closer to $275,000. That's just $50,000 more than the median home price for a condo in Reno Sparks. So you have other options than just saying to yourself, I can't afford the median home price, so $400,000. Oh, how do I get all this knowledge? I used to be a mortgage lender. That's one way. The other way is I have a great mortgage lender that keeps me posted, and he's available to help you too. The mortgage lender I recommend you talk to is Brian Cushing. Brian is the senior loan officer at Guild Mortgage, one of the top mortgage companies in the country. Well, they're right here in Reno, Nevada. Brian Cushing is an outstanding person to know, and we're going to put all of Brian's information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. We'll make it really easy for people to find Brian Cushing and his website. And just in case you don't get a hold of him, guess what? Brian Cushing is our guest next week right here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. He's going to have some more ideas and tips on how to help you become a first-time homeowner. Gentlemen in the studio, we're talking about the Nevada Bluegrass Association and real estate, too. That Bowers Mansion, that'd be a cool place to live, huh? <laughs> Talk about your rags to riches to rags. Holy <laughs> story. When yeah. that guy came into town, he wasn't worried about which median home price he could handle. He was a miner. He, he worked <laughs> his way up. He and, he and his wife mm -hmm. started with nothing, made a bunch of money, mm -hmm. built a mansion. Mm -hmm. His wife took what was left of the fortune and went to Europe and died a pauper in Europe. Oh, my. Yeah, pretty sad story. I did not know that story. Yeah. The wow. mansion went through a bunch of changes from the time he built that mm -hmm. in the, during the Civil War era until 1933 or so, and mm -hmm. it was in disrepair. Mm -hmm. And uh, Washoe County bought it and made it into a regional park, mm -hmm. and it's been a regional park ever since. Uh, it's, it's a very cool place. I remember going there when I was a little kid going to the swimming pool. Yeah. Great place. It's really, it's got so many amenities. And, and last time I was there, I think you, you got a good view of the lake, of Washoe Lake right across the road. And and you're not in town. You're not in a city. There are no slot machines, no gaming, no. It's just a whole different environment. And yet you still have that top-notch entertainment What a, and a, an incredible venue. It's worth going just to see the venue. Well, and, and just let me add that the, 
mansion will be open for tours during the Bluegrass Festival. Mm -hmm. So if you come down and want to take a break from the music, uh, the, the mansion is right there. Mm -hmm. We are playing just on the south side of the mansion. Mm, yeah, very nice. So my fiance always asks this question. Before we go to an event, she says, will refreshments be served? We will have food vendors there. Uh, we have four of them providing mm -hmm. uh, things from hamburgers and hot dogs to mm -hmm. uh, special coffees and uh, frozen yogurt. Mm -hmm. um, so nice. there will be food there. And, of course, you can bring your own food. Oh, you can bring your prepared. own picnic yeah, if absolutely. you want. Yeah. Uh, we don't have alcohol vendors on the site, but you can bring your own. Um, pets are not allowed, but that's a county ordinance mm -hmm. unless it's a service animal. Yeah. We have golf cart transit from the parking area to the listing area, nice. the audience area. Nice. So if we have some individuals that need a little assistance, you can take care of them there too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's great. No wonder you guys have such a successful event. Number, how many years again? This is 30? 30. Well, thirty-fifth, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, for this this venue. This. You must be doing something right. 35 years. Well, well, we have a strong following. Yeah. We have a lot of people that have come every year, I mean, that I can remember. Very nice. <laughs> I, we do a questionnaire every year uh -huh. um, of, the, of the members to find out how we can make our facility better, but just yeah. also to find out what's going on. Yeah. And probably 50 to 60% of our audience is return members oh, or yeah. return attendees. Oh, yeah. And uh, they... They just keep coming back. Very nice. Well, we'll put all that information again on our website, Nevada Real Estate Radio. We should probably also let everybody know that if uh, they want early bird tickets, uh, you can go to our website, the nnba.org website, mm -hmm. click on the Bowers Mansion link, yeah. and uh, there's a place to buy early bird tickets, and they're $30 for early bird tickets, whereas they're $35 That's at the right. gate. Yes, I did see that. Very nice. We'll so encourage people to do go that. Go ahead and get your ticket early. Gentlemen, thank you for being with us today. Hopefully, you can come back after the series of events this summer and kind of give us a recap of what's going on going into the winter. We would love good. to. Okay. With me in the studio, it's been a uh, good conversation with Rick Sparks, president of the Northern Nevada Bluegrass Association, and also Eric Lovejoy. Eric is a membership coordinator, coordinator <laughs> and he's going to be looking for more coordination as we go into the year. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Tell your friends and family we're on the air again next week, same time, same station. Hopefully we can help them make great decisions when it comes to buying or selling real estate as well. We'll talk again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.